Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 119. I am in the booth, dramatic pause, with my brothers, Michael the Show Pirelli, Claudio the Voice, Valenzuela, and I am Dave the Body, Regina. It's a gloomy day out here in New York, right? There's been a couple of gloomy days, but today we're going to talk about business practices in 2022, right? And because I think as, um, as time goes on, business develops. You know, Mike and I both are in two different industries, two different careers, uh, but we do share a lot of the same mindset stuff. So I think it's going to be a great conversation there. But before we do that, we like to always just catch up and, uh, you know, see what's going on. So Michael, the show Pirelli, how the hell are you, my brother? I'm a runner. I'm I mean, a runner. I'll, I'll jump right into it. I'm a runner these days. <laughs> I'm a runner. Really enjoying it. Lower back still hurts. Are you but... running from life or are you running like uh, That's part out? of it. It's part <laughs> of it. Running away from two kids. Um, no, everything's good. We've got some big things in the works. Can't talk about it publicly yet, like I said last episode, but hopefully in the next week or two. Okay. Um, some big look, uh, life things. There's always big life things. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. And then when, when it seems to get uh, slow for a minute, it's just like, bang. Yeah. But then right. you, you ever have that feeling of like, is my email down? Like, right. is my phone not working? Do I not have cellular service? Yeah, you, yeah. You don't even get to relax because you're constantly checking because you're like, what's going on? Why is uh, it slow today? I have huge business news. Ooh. Huge, huge, huge business news. Big, big, big announcement. It's going to be big. It's huge. Like the huge. body big? So, like as you, most of you know, if you've seen, we've spoke about it before. I really enjoy the lake by my house. If you don't know, I live on the lake, right? You I found the Loch Ness Monster I in spend there. a lot of time at the lake. So we've joked in the past, and we've said, oh, Dave, you're going to be the president of the lake. So... <laughs> I was officially offered the vice, the vice president role. Who's the president? This guy who's who's been there. He's he's pretty uh, good too. We like him. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's good. He 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 represents us uh, the right him way. Him, yeah, yeah. But I, I had <laughs> I had an official offer to become the vice president of the Mohegan Lake Beach District, and I declined the offer. <laughs> you were like president or nothing I, I declined the offer Just because at this time I just really can't commit at that level But I will be serving on the board I forget which district number I am But I am the representative representative Of Lakeshore Drive And Christine Avenue okay. Moving forward into 2023 Does that come with a jacket, a bomber jacket <laughs> yeah. with, a little... with a little Yeah, yeah, it's got, it's got my name on it It's going to say representative district 6 Mohegan Lake Beach District You're going to wear it when you walk the dog <laughs> Yeah, exactly um, But then on uh, professional, <laughs> professional news Just want to shout out the team um, our official team, um, we were very successful in securing a while ago on the podcast. I think I talked about um, it's a commercial real estate deal that was going on within the town that they pulled community resources into. Right. And it was um, a big box wholesale, you know, BJ's to be exact. But we officially never been. What? Never, been. never been to BJ's. No, I sat in the car. Remember? Oh, Dana ran in. But in in our town, isn't that funny? In our town. <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. I just got it. But you were watching the baby, though. You were watching the baby. Was I? You were on baby duty. Was the baby baby in the car? car. The baby was in the car. Yeah, there you go. Save me. You know what I'm saying? But I do that. Like, Dan's like, I'm going to run in, and then I'm like, so she'll go to, like, a liquor store? I told you this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she always comes out, but someone always helps her and acts like there's no husband there. And then I'm (laughs) sitting in the front, like... Send the text. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, no. No. Go. No. All good. So no. It's it's official that that business deal has has gone through. Um, BJ's will be opening. So in the town that I work in, um, we were looking for a specific, um, I guess, company to come in there into this real estate space, which is a very large space. Uh, so it's the biggest deal since 1996 with guaranteed money. This is why it's big for me coming back into the community. That's right. That's huge. Through tax a lot revenue. Of money. Through tax revenue. Jobs. Over 80 something million dollars. But yes. How much? <laughs> uh, over 80 something million dollars. It's pretty incredible. It was a lot. Um, and You're it happened to markets, be. Though. It happened to be. Well, that's the thing. So almost like 
a contingency was in this deal that they brought the commissioner of, of my department and myself in to say, well, how can we really benefit off of this? And it was pretty much the first time that something like this has been done with guaranteed money circling back from the tax revenue dollars that come in from this company. We're going to circle right back into our community. Right. Which is That's I mean, ideal. It, it doesn't get goal. better. And it looks great. Uh, let's be honest. It looks great on BJ's for being able to, you know, partner with the town and obviously contribute. Uh, but it was just a it was a cool thing to watch from start to finish. Um, we have guaranteed jobs as well. Just just like you you mentioned, um, there's a certain percentage of jobs that have to be given to community residents. Amazing. Which is awesome. Um, and, you know, they got really good rotisserie chickens. So I'm excited to, you know, go on lunch and grab myself a little rotis. Rotis. <laughs> I do love a good rotisserie chicken. Right. It's it, very efficient. It's incredible. Uh, efficient. <laughs> it is. It is. And then um, I am watching. Dramatic pause. It's not a movie. I'm not a movie guy. I'm watching a documentary. Came out a while ago on Derek Jeter. Uh, I think you're going to say Jeffrey Dahmer. It's called the cat, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. That, that like, dude's well, sick. I'll talk about it. that. I'm not watching it. I, okay. Er, backtrack. Go back to Jeter. Go back to Jeter. Jeter. Okay. I'll go, go Jeter. Jeter. Let's go not Dahmer. get dark. We don't want to get dark. No, no, no. So this documentary, I'm only on I'm up to episode four now. First off, let's get more current, all right? Like, this came out years ago. I think so. Like, let's get going here. You know what but, I mean? Like, uh, if you want to watch a good doc, watch it when it's relevant. When it comes out. now people are watching this and they're like, when was I that saw the cap- well, if you didn't see the captain, and I think a lot of people have not, um, it is up there with the Michael Jordan documentary. It's good, literally. Yeah, it's really what good. I didn't know is how much of an influence, and this is why it's relevant to me. How much of an influence his parents had on his entire life with with Mike, like Michael Jordan. Sorry, I refer to you as Mike, but you know. Well, if you think about it, a lot of the best people in the world are named Mike. That's, that's Michael true. Jordan, Mike Tyson. Oh, <laughs> how many Davids? What else, Mike? What, what there's a lot of David Davids. and Goliath. Oh, well, that's that's the, the guy with the rock. <laughs> oh my god! I but he's the, little. I went to the gym the other day, and there was a new guy at the desk. He goes, "Your name shouldn't be David; it should be Goliath." Oh, <laughs> I was like, "Got wow, him." <laughs> that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I was like, "I love you." Um, but anyway, I I just find it so. Um, inspiring inspiring and just just an amazing story to see one how great he was obviously i was i'm in the age bracket to see his entire career from start to finish from 96 or 95 to 2014 i think it was Uh, so i watched him just like i watched kobe the entire year i mean the entire career but throughout the years you don't realize the behind the scenes stuff um, and the influence that his parents had on him just proves to me of the investment that we need to be making in our own children, um, whether it's your you know biological child, whether it's your stepchild, whether it's the children at your job, um, the influence that adults have on the kids that they're around are just tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his parents did a, a phenomenal job at keeping him humble. Everybody said from the start, when you heard Derek Jeter speak and at 19 years old, he was like a seasoned veteran. Mm-hmm. But it was all because of the mindset that the uh, that his parents had kind of instilled in him. So it's a great documentary. Check it out. I, I'm sure you guys have already seen it, so I'll go F myself. All right. <laughs> that was a good little turnaround <laughs> right, there. Right. Yeah. Did you see it, though? Did you yeah, watch it? I enjoyed it. I, uh, I'm not a huge baseball guy. I will watch baseball, but it's pretty boring. Uh, I The big takeaway I got from it was that he was very – he didn't speak too much. He said less. Less is more. He wanted to keep a lot of things internal. He was a good leader. Um, I liked his approach and tried it. Some when I always watch those, I'm like, oh, what can I steal? Like this is yes. good stuff. And uh, that, and then just effort. There was always effort there. He was very grounded. And to your point, he's very, very mature. You know, he had the big. He had the big picture in his head. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to be, think about how many athletes in new york city have survived new york city correct that's that's not like many a, a recipe for disaster disaster people get eaten up and right spit out but and, i think it's because he didn't play into a lot of stuff right he kind of and they didn't have thing. cell phones back in the day and he, yeah, he, he even said he said yeah he did say he made a comment everything. he said listen if there were cell phones around my career would have been three years i did hear something from um this one chick that's in the circle uh, of friends that she was invited to a Derek jeter party a couple years ago and she had to sign an nda yeah. So maybe that's how his career was so good. Right? But you would like, think there'd be a leak. Right. I mean, at course. some point, but I guess. You know what else? You know what else um, I didn't know? And I I get it. Like him and A-Rod, they came up together and they were, you know, great looking guys and, you know, both bachelors and extremely talented when it came a to of, baseball. A lot of similarities, no? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Between I you Jeter? and I. I'm Jeter. Oh, I thought. Oh, and A-Rod? I'm A-Rod? 
right, yeah, that that could be. I mean, A Rod's a big dude. But so the the I didn't realize how close they were the entire time. I I love to see how tight they were, but I also did not like. I don't know if I agreed with how Jeter cut him off. I don't know how. To, uh, so here's the thing with Docs. We were talking about before we start recording how you can't trust like the food industry, and there's always an a, yep. uh, there's always an agenda. Right. So when I watch a Doc now. I'm always a little skeptical. I'm like, what's the agenda here? They're they're trying to make yep, Jeter look good, right? If I was, uh, what's the name? I'd be pissed. Who well, Arod? They made him look pretty. But bad. this is, a, I believe, didn't Jeter had a lot to do with this one? I think he produced it. It wasn't like uh, somebody. There you go. Did I didn't know. I mean, that. obviously, of course, decided, but he Jeter produced it. But he, he had Arod in it. No, he was. Yeah, and he, yeah but he, he didn't make Arod look. Uh, he didn't like, bash him. No, no, no. He didn't he bash just, him. But you know, he, he made, made it look very great. clear that in their twenties, his perspective after the second time that Arod spoke. Not poorly on Jeter, but yeah. he basically made a comment, and he said today that um, A-Rod does stand by this comment. He said, you never came into Yankee Stadium or played the Yankees and worried about Derek Jeter beating you, right? And Derek took that like, yo, I would never say that about my friend, and yeah. basically cut him off for that comment. But to A-Rod's point, he was like, you guys had Tino Martinez, you had Paul O'Neill, you had Jorge Posada, you had Mariano it Rivera. Context. So it was the context, right? But this guy basically got rich off of this story, the writer, um, and Created this whole, um, you know, Feud. a wave of turmoil that, yeah, turned into like a lifetime of, uh, of shit for these guys. Um, they're still obviously very friendly, but like for Jeter, he shut it down. He shut down the the closeness of their friendship. One of the biggest things from Doc is uh, his sense of loyalty, and this yes. is probably oh. where, where that where that whole breakdown for him was. Yep. He's such a loyal person that that and one of those things broke that's his heart, what, yeah, killed right. him. Right. Killed him, literally killed See, him. See, I don't think I'd be able to be a professional athlete, mostly because I'm not skilled. Well, your body, you look like one. I got a club. Body's getting there. Body's Maybe there. a boxer. You know Maybe I mean? a boxer. Influencing <laughs> boxing, I'll do. Um, but like the post game interview after you lose, I'm not a good loser. Yeah. So like I would say something bad. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, be like canceled immediately. I'm I'm terrible uh, when it comes to to losing. Um, but yeah, so that that was that. And um, so, I oh, was, I know. Oh, I know. I, pff, okay. what, other, what other movies have you seen? You seen The Godfather recently? Or uh, something? A Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale. Eight one. Mile. Titanic. Fire. Titanic. Fire flicks. The worst movie of all Fire time. Fire. What? Titanic is so long. It's these people are just floating around like hop on a board. Are you? You don't have to drown. <laughs> you know? Like, are you serious, bro? It's the a terrible ti- movie. The Titanic is literally my favorite movie of all time. Terrible movie. Vote. Please, Titanic's talk, a brutal movie. Talk to, talk to I, boy. I'm bad because like if a movie's older, I won't even give it a chance. I'm like, I'm not watching this. Oh, so you, what? You're only into new stuff these days. I asked Mike a question about my iPad, and he's like, "All right, technological, Dave." I'm sorry, I'm a little. I, I don't. Well, know Well, the how, way you hold stuff, but makes I don't you know how like to. You're 80. You know what? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, on the, the iPad, all like. I, you know how you hold it like you're nearsighted or far whatever it is? That's how you hold stuff. No. Like a Neanderthal. No, no, no. I'm not a Neanderthal. But all I wanted to do so was I, I take notes, right? And I wanted to remove the keyboard from the actual screen. I didn't know how to do that. Yeah, grow up. You know? <laughs> so This is rough, man. And speaking, okay, so now speaking of, of losing, let's be honest here. Claudio, the voice Valenzuela. This is how you know he's bad because now he's going to not only rehash it, but he's going to go. So this is good. This this is great. This is going to get cut anyway. He's a a very mediocre bowler. (laughs) Mediocre bowling. Mediocre at best. You bowled. So today, like I said, we're going to talk about like business practices in 2022. I took the entire team, my direct team of about what is it, 22 of us, CB, something like that, um, which are basically the guys that run the show. Thanks right? for the they're, they're the big supervisors. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. No, you missed out, man. Thanks, you man. you weren't it. there. Um, so basically the guys that do the groundwork for the commissioner and myself to represent the town's programs and services, right? So these these guys are are the supervisors in charge. So we took them and we did a professional development day, which was awesome. But the fun side of things was a little bowling, you know, maybe some food, some tacos, some drinks, you know, some some nice music in the atmosphere. Hold my hand. You know what I'm saying? Spirit, the Holy right? Spirit. You know what I'm saying? The tacos, the drinks, right? You know Keep what I'm going. saying? The Holy Spirit. Dude, you just described, like, <laughs> some nice tacos, some margs, and just, like, a casual... Is there anything better? No. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, but then the competition kind of sets in. And, Take of out course, the we play... Yeah, you know, I'm a competitive guy. I'm like, listen, whichever team wins gets a free day off in October. Right? I like it. You as a freakishly good bowler is a great storyline. Like, I'm not very a freakish, funny. Not a free. I'm I'm mediocre. I'm okay. you know 
a one one fifty bowler. Oh, that's exceptional. That's not too, that, yeah. He's pretty. That's good. pretty I good. Mean, granted, within within the group. Oh yeah. Nobody's a bowler. What, he was how, at the top. How? What's the heaviest ball you can throw? That's legal. Fourteen. I would be throwing or you sixteen. Be, you'd be probably bringing your twenty two pound ball. <laughs> just just knock. He was all doing fastballs down the. Thing. Yeah. They weren't even See, touching. They weren't even touching the lane. I don't. I don't. I, was I would, yo, literally. Yeah, I was no bowling. I'm looking at CV. Literally putting my hand up, and it was just like, "Dong." Bowling is a lot of fun. Pins on the other lanes were falling when he was bowling. I haven't bowled in a long time. Well, so that's the thing. I probably haven't bowled in five years. I'm sure the same for CV. But, you know, so CV's team is coming out strong. We did uh, three, basically two and a half games pretty much, right? But two I'm full. I'm going to let you rock, and then I'm going to say my truth. Yeah, I like this. Two full games. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious, right? I want to hear. So his team is, I mean, they were good, man. Like, I, you know, and bowling is just a fair sport. Like, nobody's really, you know, a professional Mm -hmm. bowler that we knew of. I tried to distract people. So they split up the teams, and, um, you know, his team kind of, came out on top right and they're winning and i'm seeing them and the points are going up and up and up but i'm like damn we're gonna catch them and in my heart i was really like trying to catch them but i also knew that at some point it was kind of toast so then i turned to cv to try to throw him off his game so i started yapping at him and i saw the first score i think uh you know after 10 10 uh what's it called 10 uh Uh, not rounds but Frames, ten frames. I think he totaled ninety six points. He's a bowler. Oh Jesus! <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Whoa. So, so the one target that I was coming after, because I couldn't talk anything about the team because they were kicking my ass. You were talking right? about CV. I was talking about CV. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I can tell that you know, I w- he was hearing me a little bit, but he really was he was focused on the team. And he kept saying, "Listen, this is a team game. Yeah. I'm about this. You know, this is my team. What's your score? Talking back to the team. But I'm like, it doesn't matter. There's no I in team, but there is an I in win." But mind you, I'm losing anyway. Yeah. But I'm still bowling talking. really good. I'm just talking though. He's dreaming, um, isn't he? When you so play with so him I stuff? oh, oh my dude, god, he is. Draining. And then but then it got to a point that my man's throwing gutter balls, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm intentionally not even looking. Sometimes once he threw the gutter, I would look away because I'm like, damn, I don't want to really make him feel bad, you know, whatever. He's a competitive guy as well. Um, so the, really, the true story is, I knew I was getting my ass kicked, so I had to. I was already talking junk. Right. So I had to keep talking junk. So I came after him because I saw that he didn't break 100. So I kept targeting that. Um, and I was like, yo, your score is what, 87 after six frames? Yeah, I got 87 in two frames. Yeah, yeah. So I kept doing that. Um, but is that a, an accurate statement? I mean, and they won. They won. No, it's, it's it's pretty accurate. You know, all I'm saying is, you know, I went to have a good time. <laughs> so and, we, and he was a leader. I'm going to get to that because this is what they asked of us. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're at the place and they're like, all right, we're going to bowl a little bit. And I'm thinking we're just going to have fun and just, you know, with Dave. Never. Have you ever done the first thing they fun? say is, oh, we're going to make it competitive. This is what we're going to do. We're going to break you up into random teams and we're going to put you in and whoever wins as a collective unit. As a team, a lot of pressure. As a team, yeah. together, yeah. we'll win this. Blah, blah, Wait, blah. were you in teams? Yeah, I was in my team, and they pre-selected it, so I had my yeah. my team. Which, I guess, on paper, you'd be like, oh. Wow. And uh, on a business side, right, the way that we p- split the teams up was that, yeah, I don't know, it's just p- 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 <laughs> the way we split them <laughs> up was we put people with individuals that typically you don't work with them day to day. There might be one person in the group that you do, but you know, you might have the business operation with the youth development unit. You might have somebody from the senior citizens program with the transportation unit. So, so we you took, loaded them up with all the bad bowlers. No, they were, I'm actually, not even, well, they were actually good. At but, first glance, that's probably what they yeah, thought. But, they probably but like, uh, I, I, listen, I'm a good soldier. So they told me, <laughs> listen, you're going to be a team. As a team, you have to succeed. So I said, you know what? I'm going to put all my personal stuff aside, mm. and I'm going to work to make sure that I encourage the people around me. Because, he went the and, and, I, and I'll be honest, my team in the very beginning, including myself, we did not come off to a great start. It was pretty bad. You we know, were all pretty bad. We're, we're not bad. muscle we men, so bad. we're not throwing fastballs down. No. First of all, we're not all bad because he was throwing rockets that were not touching the I lane. I feel like he was probably it. illegal the way he was Yeah, playing. I'm telling you, he, was doing, a, like, he was doing a good. baseball fastball. He must have yeah. watched the Jeter show, and he was just rocketing them. I don't know. <laughs> this this was the people that were working there. They were like, he can't do that, Kenny. He can't yeah. do that. Someone go tell him. I'm not I never saw him. a 14-pound ball fly across the air without touching the lane. <laughs> but I saw without it that touching day. The lane. So, you know, so I'm just encouraging my team, and my team was a bad start. But we started kind of getting hot. We started hitting consistently, and all I was honestly trying to do was making sure that the 
other people on my team felt encouraged and they were confident. feeling confident about what they were doing. I and sure it. enough, and it worked. And they started getting hotter little by little. That and I wasn't even focused on this man on the other side. I was just focused on my team because I was, was having focused. a good time. He was focused. He came in. I started focusing when I started hearing the chimes. Yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. loud chime, yeah. and he's like four or five lanes away from me. Listen, the whiskey yelling across, <laughs> yelling. Taco, Seventeen tacos in. CV you know. sucking it up. CV <laughs> in the gutter again and doing all this extra talking. You know the island boy. I'm you, like, you're a gutter boy. <laughs> having giving this guy tacos and whiskey is like <laughs> so rocket fuel for him, but. You know, at the end of but the day, won. my so, team won. Everyone scored high, so everyone did well. Everyone was happy about themselves except for one person. Why? Dave was. No, the, I was happy. I was the just one guy. The I one guy. You were Jeter. the one guy that hit a hundred and sixty or a hundred ninety or whatever it was. My statistics, just like Alex Rodriguez, were the best of the day. So that's the problem All with right? team sports <laughs> yes. is that if you win, you could always get singled out if you're not the guy. Right. So I was never a team sport guy. <laughs> I never. <laughs> my um, team was fire but no i mean it was a great a great time which also you know is is very fresh on my mind it was a good time i enjoyed myself um so the first the first half was um a conversation we hired a lady from california and it was focused on diversity and inclusion today in 2022 no matter what industry you're in business is just different right so we we learned a lot especially from a uh legal perspective representing um a local town on how to handle certain individuals and certain groups of people, no matter the race, no matter the sex, um, no matter the gender, right? And sex and gender are two different things, as we learned about the other day. Um, one is biological, and then one is um, basically chosen, pretty much. Identity, yeah. Um, so that was the first half of the day. And um, before we got started, um, if you remember back on the podcast, I, I had shared that one of our coworkers had, had passed away. Um, so I had a nice plaque made. And I presented that to the team, so he kind of sat with us nice. in remembrance of him. So it was, it was, you know, it was off to a nice start. We ordered breakfast for the team, but these are the things that I think are very important to do in business uh, because a lot of people just go through the motions, especially with us um, in, in in local government, federal government, state agencies. You know, the, a lot of the a lot of the day to day is monotonous, and if you're not breaking it up with certain things throughout the year for the team um you know i, I think it's a, a downfall to the, to the leadership how many events do you do like this so it sounds like fun my structure my structure when it comes to personal um and professional development for us is i meet monthly like i've spoke about with everybody on the team that's a one-on-one conversation that happens every month we don't do it in the summer months because the town operation is just too large you can't really get everybody's schedule um and then we meet once a month as a staff uh for a full for a full meeting Right. That's meeting based stuff. And then we do one in September and that's a team development, um, I guess, event. And then right before the summer starts, we do another one. So we do them like that two times a year, but scattered throughout the year. We also like we'll shut the building. We'll have, you know, a barbecue for the staff. Uh, We'll do little things like that, because I do think it's important in an industry that we don't really have to do that because Mm -hmm. you have to show up regardless. We pay you a salary to show up, uh, but it's our choice because we believe that you know, everybody should have some fun while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, so it was a really good turnout. And then also what we did for the first time was recognize everybody's years of service, which to my knowledge hadn't been done in the past. Um, so we gave everybody some nice plaques. And uh, again, it's just, it's nothing monetary wise, but it's something you can hang in your office. You know, we have people who have been there five years and then we have people who have been there 35 years. You didn't give me a plaque for 10%? <laughs> 10%. You're like, hey, while you're doing all these plaques, can you you're throw right? one in there for 10%? 10% challenge. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Uh, so, yeah, man, I mean, that, that kind of, I guess, sparked uh, then when Mike and I were talking, like, hey, what are we going to talk about? I, I think there's certain things we can discuss in terms of, 
business these days. doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur on your own or in a small team or in a large team like I'm talking about. So it's funny you talk about that because I was listening to one of my guys, PBD. Um, my wife absolutely loves him. So it's, he's whenever I stop in at the house because I'm working from home full time, he's always on the TV because that's all Dana Who is listens it? to. Patch Brett David. Oh, yeah. yeah PBD. He's, a, he's a billionaire now, I think. Um, but he started- Great voice, right? Uh, unbelievable. My man has that that velvety, boisterous. It's everything I wish I had in a voice. Uh, but anyway, it's always on TV. So he was talking about how when he started his company and he was trying to operate lean, which is kind of my theme for 2023. I always have to have a theme and I'm starting early this year is do less as far as like committing to less um, and doing things more great. Um, and uh, yeah, basically the do less. But so like stay lean, like being very mm -hmm. lean with the expenses and just trying to kind of ramp it up. So. Uh, he was talking about when he started his company, his insurance company, and they were small, he used to invite everyone to his house for barbecues because it not only was cost effective, but also showed the people that he was going to be on their level or below. He was a partner with them and cooking for them. So he would be make it a fact to always man the grill or man whatever type of uh, thing that they were getting. I like right? that, yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I don't really cook that much anymore. But I guess if I had to, it would be for like the team or family or so that whole I lost touch with the the act of cooking for someone mm -hmm. uh, in lieu of being efficient. Right. Gotcha. Like whenever people came to the house, I just order food. Whereas I think people appreciate when you take the time to make something. If it tastes good. A, if it tastes good. <laughs> and then B, if it's in it doesn't have to be everything. My theory is if you get like one of your your showstoppers and then you could order everything else. Yeah. But if people have that one showstopper that you're known for, it's like, like a chikoots. I'll, I'll do a little chikoots or a steak. Chikoots could, a nice one because it's nice pre-made, but then you kind of yeah, yeah, yeah it's just, genius. Right? I was thinking about it the other day. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, you're good, you. Um, what movie? <laughs> what movie is that? That's um, you good, you. That's Happy Gilmore. It's close. And what, what is, is that? Oh, with De Niro. Damn. Um, Damn. Was so I I thought it was funny. <laughs> I, th I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny you mentioned that because that's something I'm going to implement this year, and I want to do it often um, because it's going to be can't do it too often though. Every day, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, I'm I'm going to have to try to get the schedule going. Uh, definitely a you can't do it in the winter because it's going to be cold out. Uh, but I would like to try to do last year. COVID canceled it, but we we're going to do a team dinner um, at one of uh, one of my spots in town that we do tell Mike sent you at. Um, so like, I think we need a little development here. Last right. development there we did, I had called my mom to pick me up because right. we had way too many tequila. <laughs> yeah, a lot of tequila. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And we had how much? How many tacos? Uh, Four hundred dollars worth of tacos. Yeah, yeah, Five hundred. Right. Yeah. Do you break five hundred? Yes, that? we did. Yes, we did. Good times. Good times. BT. <laughs> I got to get you guys a lot taqueria. To my I got to try that, but I don't think it's as good as. as I think uh, it's better as bar taco. What'd you think? Bar, but you think it better <clears> than bar taco? No, no, no. So. Another thing I'll mention, best practices, something I also think about a lot is because you're in local government and you're talking about giving back to the community, I challenge everyone to try to be- I see you. What? I feel like, so, sorry to cut you off, no, no, but not at all. I, I see that, and it has nothing to do with me. This is something that Mike has done on his own through his business. Um, I, I love what you're doing in your community. You grew up in that community of Greenwich, Connecticut. You're contributing- obviously on a, on a massive business scale in that um, community, but now also the things that you're choosing to do with time that you don't even have. I think it's a beautiful thing. I see you at camps. I see you at uh, Boys and Girls Club. You've done a lot for, for the community, man. I appreciate it's, it's that. So I'm, I'm my own little politician that's not affiliated <laughs> with anyone. <laughs> Myself. I'm a politician. Um, so my thought is, if you have the choice to go to, and uh, I know the people that own these businesses might be local, but if you have the option and you're going to have a coffee, why not go to the local coffee shop and get put your money back into the community that is serving you? Because in the long term, in the long run, by not outsourcing it to like an Amazon or another, you're contributing to those people in the community, spending more money within the community and then building out your property value, building out the, the, the ties, the, 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 the fabric of why you joined it. Yes. I think a lot of people lose sight of like, I'm going to save 50 cents versus go support my neighbor right. who every time we have a drive donates. Yes. People are very short-sighted and me included. I get into days where I'm like, ah, F it, I'm going to Duncan. And then I immediately have this regret of like, I wasted 
calories on this crap. <laughs> no, sh- no. Yep. And Duncan, I'm never getting a sponsorship from you. So this is me drawing a line this saying I will not have Duncan when given the option. Listen, I told you from the jump. Let me be clear. Or Starbucks. Duncan, I'm not taking your sponsorship. Starbies all day. Starbucks, I'm not taking it. But <laughs> no, it, very good point, it, though. It's, good point. Uh, so I'm working with this local um, uh, logo spot that does uh, embroidery and stuff. And I know I was an advocate in the beginning for outsourcing everything, go for the websites and whatnot. And then as I'm there and realizing there's all this uh, hidden value to like working in the community. You know, every time I go in, I talk to my girl, Gina. She gives me the scoop on what's going on in the neighborhood. You know, did you know this business is coming in? Did you know that's mm-hmm. going on over there? Uh, you know, uh, if you need anything, just stop in. Have you tried this place? Take Dana there. So there's all this stuff that you can't quantify that if you looked at, you're like, oh, yeah, you. it's much easier to hit a button and get mm-hmm. something produced versus stopping in, looking through fabrics, yep. talking to them. But I'm starting to realize the non, the intangibles are more valuable long-term versus the short-term fix of outsourcing. Right. Um, so for me, for best practices, I want to do more of that. When given the opportunity to support a local business, whether that's furniture, clothing, whatever it is, I want to stop and be like, all right, well, it would be easiest to order my supplements online, but I have GNC of Greenwich where I love going in and talking to the guys and I want to support them. And who knows, maybe ultimately they will go out of business because Amazon took over. Mm-hmm. But in the short term, at least I can do my part. Right. Maybe it's a di- maybe it's a, a, a stupid, a naive approach. But No, it's not. It makes, it makes perfect sense. You know and what I'm saying? Really, if you don't understand that message, basically what he's saying is why would you buy a Nike hoodie when you can buy a No Snooze hoodie? It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, subscribe, <laughs> nosnoozeshop.com. Um, no, it's, it's a very good point. Do you ever um, think about I'm a, that? I'm a huge, yes, I'm a huge advocate. Um, and I, get, for being and I get crap for it because a lot of people would be like, why don't you go into Stanford and do this and do that? And I'm like, I could. Like, I like exploring. But when I'm going to go and spend a good amount of money, I want to give that back to the people that have been supportive of me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm fortunate because I do this every day. Yeah, you're right. You're a different um, caliber. No, but just as a community resource, um, that's what we do professionally. Uh, we do it, obviously, within the scope of local government. But what you're speaking on is basically what we do. Yeah. Um, and for us, like why, and, and even town services, right? Why would you send your child to a private um, you know, swimming lesson that costs X amount of dollars when you can do it at the local boys and girls club, whatever it is. You See, know I'm I mean? definitely a hypocrite in some scenarios because I, I would definitely outsource that. Um, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying though? Like, because that's really what builds relationships yes. and especially that's generational relationships. You know, your daughter going to the same place that you went to well, growing up, all that. Boys and girls club was that for us growing up. And uh, now that Livy's getting old enough, Dana uh, is the head of philanthropy for Mike Pirelli Grand Real Estate. Tell Mike sent you. Step it up, Dane. You've been slacking with this baby. Um, but she organized the volunteer and sponsorship for the mud run for the Boys and Girls Club. So we were both like, ah, oh, it's raining. Like, But we both said, like, all right, let's go. Let's bring the kids. Let's make a day of it. It was great. We had a blast. Um, I think they really appreciated it. And it just makes you think, like, it wasn't that much effort. And the way you give back like the little it's not the people that donate 10 grand to things yes right. that helps but it's the people that are there day in and day out and Correct. you know they ask me something i'm like oh i do this for the marketing or i would change that and it's just um as i'm getting older and you have less time it's even more important to volunteer and give your time yes that makes sense yes beautiful um something that I, I was thinking about as we were talking about this topic is the concept in 2022, especially right. Because everybody these days has a voice. I mean, we got the phones, you got the internet, the voice, you got the podcast, you got the voice in the background. Um, so the concept that I was thinking of is execution over emotion. So as a business leader, right. It's, it's tough. It's very tough because as a business leader, I'm speaking in terms of like even my team, the the patrons that we serve, there's a lot of personalities that we have to manage and a lot of different, um, whether it's a parent, whether it's a coworker, um, a, a part-time staff, a volunteer staff, a full-time staff member, a board member. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There's so many different characteristics, so many different people you're dealing with day to day, and you cannot get caught up 
in the emotions of business. Um, and it ha- it's something that I've had to really dial back on. One, because of the, I guess, political position that I'm in. Um, but I don't pay mind. Obviously, I show empathy when necessary. But I don't pay mind to certain individuals when I can tell that they're acting in an emotional state. Right. I'm there to execute. So I have to get a job done. Um, And it's it's a uh, I think a really big lesson, especially for me personally, because I used to get so caught up in the individual that was upset uh, at the decision that I made. Right. The end of the day, you cannot please everybody. Of course, you want to try to please the majority and it'd be great in a perfect world to please everybody. But for me, I base my business off of fairness, off of integrity, off of honor and doing the right thing. And as long as I'm doing that, I don't get caught up in the emotions. You know what I'm saying? I like it. Um, and even on a real estate level, right? Like for you, I'm sure that's that's tough. That's huge because that's you have the to battle, right? On every front, for your client, for the buyer, for the seller, for yourself, um, just stay in, like level head and be like, all right. So what's the next step? And right. you know, here are the details. This is what it is. Um, the other thing about press best practices I thought about when you texted me was. There is, I listen to a lot of uh, real estate specific stuff. I've narrowed in my do less. I've narrowed in uh, a couple channels I listen to and everything else I don't anymore. I used to just hop around whatever interests yep. me. Now it's like Alex Hermosi, Tom Ferry, who's a trainer for real estate people. Um, there's like three or four. And this one guy who was getting interviewed is in the city. I think he did like a billion dollars worth of sales last year or something. He's got a big team, so a little, little different of an approach. But his theory is he wants to create lifetime clients, and uh, which makes me think that he also is trying to create lifetime uh, employees and partners. So he's like, listen, when you think about things, if you're thinking on a lifetime approach to a client or an employee or a partner, your mindset's very different than someone who's transactional, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, if, you know, Take, for example, me and Dave, right? Best friend. He's a lifetime client, a lifetime friend, lifetime partner. So if he calls me, I'm answering the call and I'm going to help any way I can, right? Mm -hmm. Versus if you just met someone and you're treating them as just a transactional client, they call you and they want something, you're less likely to bend over backward and say, oh, yeah, you know, I have a an extra uh, sign you could use in the car. Like, I'll drop it off later today, Mm -hmm. right? That's a very... Uh, uh, a step that you would wait a lot of the time versus just treating everyone as a lifetime client. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. And he talks about that with your employees and your partners. He's like, if you have a business partner and in your eyes, you're you're forever going to be with them, then your approach to how you work with them is going to be completely different than, all right, maybe we have a year and then we're going to go our separate ways. So I started to think through that and think about, you know, with the partners that I work with and a lot of things, I think it's very important to be on the same page and like, what do you want long-term, right? Like, where do you see this going? How can I help you get there? How can we both work towards this goal so that we're both fulfilled in the process and there's more of a likelihood that we're going to be aligned uh, moving forward? And you got to readjust that. Mm-hmm. But having those meetings and really being like transparent, like, listen, I know this is the brand, but where do you fit within the brand? Mm-hmm. Where do you see where you're going within the brand where do you see your personal brand going and if ultimately that personal brand overtakes this and your partnership that's fine because at the end of the day if we're both at that level we're both happy anyway and we can figure it out so i was like oh it's really good like lifetime clients like just being he's like if you if you can think this one way it'll change everything when someone thinks i need x you're the first person they call you're you're their you're their resource you're the number one in their phone book. You're not only a good friend, but a good client, a good all everything, right? You're you're valuable. So I was like, ah, oh, it's pretty good. Let me ask you this question. It's very though. simple. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Who's the one guy that if you need a cigar, you're coming to? CV, can you get the camera on? Uh, David. It's but Thank that's, you. So I've <laughs> I've accomplished the goal. But there's a there's a level of it's it's way harder to do, right? Like the fact, and I'm gonna give you kudos here. Whenever you go to an event, what do you do? You bring a box of cigars, and you're always very generous with your cigars, right? So your actions cost you money, more of an effort Mm -hmm. to do it. You enjoy it, but 
you know, I know you've given some some good cigars to people that you're like, eh, I don't know if I'd give you a cigar. Mike always asks me. The first thing he asked me, he's like, Dave, how how much is a cigar? Yeah, because I'm I like, feel Mike, bad. relax. I get it. It's a thirty dollars smoke, but enjoy it. Yeah, he enjoyed that. It's thirty bucks. Enjoy, enjoy it. it. But honestly, I'm a smart shopper. Right, shout out Cigar Page. So yeah. you're getting thirty dollars smokes for about sixteen. It's a good point. If you're gonna be the generous type and you're gonna do this approach, you have to be more savvy because right. you can't go broke. Right. So if you're gonna be the one that's sending bottles of wine to people at dinner, you got to get a relationship with that that restaurant or that bulk. wine. Right. Um, no, I, I knew we were gonna do this. This always happens. But next up on my list is nurturing staff relationships. Kind of like what I was talking about, obviously with the professional development. But that's kind of a one time thing, um, or two time thing throughout the year where you have those big events. But actually taking time to nurture your staff, um, and this doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you pay somebody a hundred thousand dollars a year. It doesn't matter if you pay them. Um, a contract that just says, you know, you're volunteering your time because you're fresh out of prison, right? I We have both of those scales. Um, it's, it's about people and individuals feeling and understanding that the leadership that's above them has their best intention. That's how you get people to perform at a high level. It's been very difficult to be in the industry that I'm in, in municipal government, which is archaic. I'm sorry, but we are. Our process, our procedures is extremely archaic. So we have to nurture the people that we have and the relationships and also be understanding of these same individuals who have been there for 35 years and also think extremely archaic, right? Like this is this is now 2022. So yes, we're making the adjustments with technology and we have all these advancements moving forward, but we have to take time every single day, every single month, every week, it doesn't matter, to nurture the people that you work with on a daily basis. Um, so I knew we, I knew we were going to hit that. Um, what about numbers, man? Like knowing, knowing your numbers, right? Like I feel like a lot of people in business, um, you know, you know your business, but do you really know the numbers behind the business? Hmm. Um, do you understand everything that it takes to run the business, right? Like I sit in a seat now to where, you know, I do have access to a couple million dollars of a budget, but I can tell you my numbers from start to finish. Different now, year three of this job versus year one, because year one, my focus wasn't really my numbers. Um, and I remember when, you know, our uh, town controller asked about our budget process, I was like, I don't really have one. And then it occurred to me, like, listen, as deputy commissioner, your role is day to day operations. So then I became obsessed with my numbers, right? I know that my salary payrolls are $70,000 every two weeks. I know that my part-time budgets in the summertime are $110,000 a week. Like I, I understand that my program activities line, you know, all these different items, um, but it, it, it made an astronomical difference in the growth of my um, business experience when I took time to learn my numbers. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the term uh, getting it down to a science is how everything should filter like everything should be down to a science mm -hmm. uh, because if it's down to a science then you have something that you can tweak yep if you don't have anything to tweak then you're just kind of shooting in the wind which i've been guilty of for a while uh but now i'm finally i think dialing in on like what's the process what makes the most sense um a little tidbit like for 2023 i'm gonna make a big push on condos um we've talked about in the past i want to get to a point where i have a, a system of all right, it takes this many mailers in a condo complex to get this many listings. Mm -hmm. So then if I know that, then I can confidently make the investment to double the business, triple the business, whatever it is, because it doesn't always work one-to-one. -one, but if in theory you know that if you do one building this long, you're going to get one, then if I expand it to five buildings, I can, in theory, increase the business. Right. But if you don't do any of that stuff, you don't track anything, then it's a lot of like, oh, let me try this, let me try that. And then when something works, like I love my mother, but she'll make a meal. I'll be like, it's fucking good. Do that again. Wherever you do. I don't remember what I did. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, yep. <laughs> oh man, that's it's a missed opportunity. Yep. So that's how I feel with business. It's like if you don't know what you did and you're successful, it's almost worse as being unsuccessful and knowing what you did. Oh, that's good. Right? That's very good. Yeah. Because then you can't replicate it. Yeah. So it's like, and in a business with sales, I've been diving into the sales game a lot more again, just to get back to the basics. It's all about knowing and watching what you did it's like it's like sports like if you don't know why this play was successful if you don't know what you did or what you need to improve then you're not going to progress like right. there's no 
you just data. can kind of stay. And you could get by off a of raw talent and like mm-hmm. you just have savvy and you have these certain skills. But if you want to be to get to the next level, you need the fundamentals of a jump shot. You need the fundamentals of a layup. Like mm-hmm. you need certain things to be consistent. Beautiful. I'll jump on that. Um, th- those little things like a layup, like a jump shot, right? In business, little things matter. That's something that I'm sure have been talked about for centuries, but I think in 2022, it's even more prevalent because there's so much competition. So I think little things in your preparation need to be on point. Um, little things in your negotiation tactics need to be on point. There's a small example of uh, little things that I'll share, but uh, Michael like this because it's also real estate based. It had to do with a... Um, an assessment that was being done on a property and then also an insurance claim that was being done on the property. So some um, assessments that are made, I mean, I'm sure you know in in real estate, um, the assessors that come, they typically will have their comps of the area, right? But in a folder, I had all my comps ready to go. I didn't push it on them, Mm -hmm. but I had it and I was walking around with it, right? Just in case, because I knew, let's call it $100,000 of, and and the numbers are much bigger, but I'll try to make it simple. Um, On this insurance claim and this assessment, I basically was requesting $100,000. Let's just call it that, right? Because there was damage that was done that needed to be um, fixed. So we'll call it $100,000. And basically... What ends up happening is I had that folder with the comps, but I also had a folder with pricing for the damage that needed to be replaced, right? Because I just didn't want to leave anything up in the air. And then I was very specific. And I said, listen, I am requesting $100,000 because now I put it in their head. And you have to be fair if you're going in with a negotiation, right? Uh, Because if I were to come in at $300,000 and they already know that this isn't even... um, you yeah, know, it's ballpark. Right. It's not even in the ballpark. Now you kind of kind of look stupid. So, you know, I came in prepared. I came in with confidence and then I handed it over to them. I said, listen, I'm sure you guys have this already. I'm actually going to go take off. I'm going to go get some coffee. I didn't ask, do you want coffee? I asked, how do you take your coffee? Right. Because what I was implying to them is I didn't want to leave it up in the air for negotiation for them to be like, oh, you know, I don't want something or I don't want coffee. I don't want that. Ninety five percent of people in the world. I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. We'll take a free cup of coffee if you if they know that you're going to bring it to them. Right. So just in terms of negotiation, there's things that you can be doing to build little little rapport along the way before you end up hitting the sale. Right. And I knew in my head that I wanted the hundred thousand dollars, but I was taking no less than eighty five. I ended up getting 96, mm. right, off of, off of the deal. So it was it was a, a good experience that I was I just happened last week. I was able to think back to it, but little things matter. You were doing a real estate you deal. Know. We got to yeah. be careful with appraisers because we can't, you know, right. give them coffee and all that stuff, you know. But it depends how you do you it, right? You be pleasant, like, though. I, that's what I'm saying, and it you depends how pleasant. you do it. Like, if I'm going to Starbucks right down the road, I mean, you know. I'm not buying your I'm not buying your business, but I'm buying your business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you get it from Flexus? Uh, no, no, I should have done that. Lexus. Should, that would have well, been a full circle. That, that's embarrassing. So I went down to Lexus. Says, I got a cup of coffee. <laughs> right. um, if I were to ask you best business advice, what would you say? Simple scales. Simple scales. Fancy fails. It's best thing I've heard since I started and it's been one of the biggest changes in my approach to things mailers right I would spend all this time designing this beautiful mailer like forever I'd redo it I'd be like that doesn't look right this and that and then I started just sending out pieces of paper with a portion of it highlighted and I would say F it it's going out and I got more business from that than I ever did with all these expensive mailers and that's just one element. I mean, there's a million things that yeah. apply to that. Yeah. Workouts, working out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a business thing, but when you're like, all right, I'm just going to bench today and do pull-ups, whatever it is, at least you did it right. versus like, oh my God, I got to do all this stuff. I got to like pull them thing out. I got to have one thing here. And it's real estate in your brain that you waste, right? You lot. waste a lot of real estate by just thinking. Cooking. Instead of doing, yeah. I mean, when I'm like, yeah. just throw salmon in and then whatever's it, just throw it on. I cooked salmon to death last night <laughs> this stuff was basically beef jerky salmon jerky <laughs> salmon jerky that and, sounds disgusting but i said you know what i have rice i have some salmon i don't have time let me throw it in one hand bang 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 i wolfed it down i threw some uh sugar-free teriyaki on that bad okay. boy 
And I was like, it's dinner. Did it have seed oil in it though? It probably did. <laughs> we, it probably did. We had a uh, we had a conversation off um, off you, air where we were talking about like really this is so random, but what causes a lot of cancers these days and inflammation. And I'm reading a study out of the University of Michigan um, that basically is highlighting seed oils. And for me with Crohn's disease, um, seed oil is just you know literally the worst thing. And for most people, because you can't see it, so you think you're spraying like you know Pam butter spray on there. But if you look on the back and you see some seed oils, it's probably not the best thing to utilize. No bueno. Uh, but no. Great, great advice. What's yours? Um, oh, that's a good question because I didn't even. You asked that. So I know, Mike, but I, I said, ask, ask, you, it's I good. said, ask Mike best business advice. I didn't have an answer for it. Um, Speed kills. I guess one. I would say in my industry, and I'll speak, I guess, from a leadership perspective because it's what I deal with most day to day. I think that people perform better when it's somewhat their idea to do something versus being told what to do. I can walk you down a path of a certain lane, right? If we need a new initiative created, I could tell you what type of initiative needs to be created, but I'm not going to tell you the specific day, the event, what type of, uh, you know, target market we're looking for. I'm not going to do that because I know that once you take ownership of that event, program, service, sales goal, whatever it is, you're much more likely to fully dive in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you do you ever run into like you do you try that and then they just don't do it, and then you're like, ah, what I'm, What do you mean? Like, like you give someone an initiative, but they don't have enough structure to figure out what they need. Well, to do. then I'll walk them through that Got whole it. process, or they're Absolutely. off mark, like with oh, what yeah, you yeah. had envisioned. Yeah. Right. So that's a very good question. Yeah. Um. So you have to be strategic in the leadership lane of walking them down the lane that you want them to be in yeah right because if i just leave it up up in the air yeah the majority of the time you're probably going to come up short i'll still be very clear with my expectation of the overall outcome of what we're looking for but i really try not to tell you exactly what to do along the way logistics people own logistics right people if i were to tell you know a supervisor listen hire five staff members for this event versus, you know, here's Tony, Claudio, Sally, Stacy, and you know, these aren't people that you chose, but like a small thing like that really goes a long way for them. Um and then if they're just not if at the end of the event, what we do or program or service or or in these meetings one on one, I have that conversation one on one. Um if it didn't meet expectations, right? Because See, I, I, I try to be with clear. control. So like I struggle with giving someone the control to hire those people. Because if it hits the fan, it's me. Ironically. I struggle with that. Ironically, I do too. And I have learned that. <laughs> why did you make that? No, no. I, just, I'm I have learned that it's still more beneficial to allow somebody to do it and not achieve what your personal expectation is. But you've allowed them to explore, to create. And if they screw it up, you have the conversation. You give them another opportunity. If they screw it up again, now they no longer get that opportunity. See, I struggle with it because a lot of times it's in like the scenario of like I need to send out marketing, and if you f and if up you the screw marketing, that up, then yeah. I'm effed. Right. Because then you're like right. So there's mm -hmm. not a lot of I think yes. I need a, bit, a slower upswing with yes. someone. But that's what I struggle with because I'm like opportunities don't come on that often. So if I got it, I got to hit it out of the park. Right. But so also the, like anything in life, right? Like. You yes, I would say you need to be careful with the scale of what you're giving somebody. But think you about short term versus long term, yeah. right? Like if you were to really take somebody and really teach them the way that you wanted things done. Yeah. Yes, it's a, a significant um, amount of time that needs to go into this employee um, or partner or whatever it is. But long term, once they fully understand how Mike Pirelli Greenwich Real Estate needs to run. That business is now you're able to take yourself away from the business in a certain aspect yeah. because you can be almost duplicated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm what my approach now is trying to create like the support for it where there's certain things that I'll never give up. Like I have to be client facing. I have to be the right. one showing the properties. But like putting the listing into the, you know, there should yes. be a system where right. someone could do it. Um, and then I'll just check, mm -hmm. you know, but that's time, like you said. So that's, yeah, it's part of it. Um, I think that's, that's I like all, it. really, really all I got. Um, you know, I have a couple of small things. On so here. when are we going bowling? That's right? the real question. Should we do that? Should I would go that? bowling. Um, I haven't gone bowling in years. Dude, I, I was just rifling. These the, the problem, where, the bowling place was a good food. 
first of all, if I were to show you a video of what this bowling place looked like. Is it I Bolero? Mean, What's it called? Yeah. Was it? I don't know. There's Bolero White Plains? Bowmore? Oh, Bowmore Lanes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, I think I've heard Dude, of they redid it. Um, I'm just going to show you. Why do I have a feeling that every time you go to like a bowling place that they never have lanes open? Is that just a... Um, no, we had the, we rented the whole, you know, when you got big money, oh, you rent the whole time. thing. <laughs> look, Mike. So look at the, look, look at the bar. Yeah, that's pretty legit. But was the, you didn't answer my question, right. was the food good? The steak was a little, it was shaky steak. You got steak? Yeah, what, what was tacos? Wow, so what an event. Steak tacos, chicken tacos. What'd you think, CV? Give me um, honest. Was the beans food Beans and rice and. Like, was it you know, enjoyable? It, it was on bar tacos. It was right. absolutely enjoyable. Okay, it then was that's delicious. all I'm about. I mean, it was fun. Because I hate you go to a place and you get like roller skate pizza at the yeah, place and you're like, yeah. it just runs everywhere. No, um, no, no, it wasn't that. You could definitely, it, it, was, was, it, was it was a step up. Okay. I'm curious. So let me ask you this, CV, you know, real quick before we close out. So. CV runs one of the biggest operations that we do have um, as as a leader. So the fact that you took part in that development, what was your perspective on it? And like, how how'd you, what was your experience there? You talking about the bowling? No, just the, just <laughs> the, the you know, just, just development and how I guess, is it helpful for you? Because CV manages his own team, right? So do you think that what we did with you guys will ultimately help you manage your team, I guess. I think the idea was great. I think uh, the training for me specifically could have been a little bit more in depth for me. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of people definitely benefited from it. I think I'm much more um, what it was. A, I don't say elemental for me, but I've been experiencing a lot of that way before most people. Mm-hmm. So I kind of needed another level. Um, as far as uh, the team building portion, I think it was the great. I think that's always the greatest. I think it's always great to step out, do something fun, and do it together. Um, I love, and I do this even with our crew, I love when you guys mix up the teams and it's random people. Um, yes, do I want to hang out with the ones that I know? Yes, but at the end of the day, when you put in the random people, I think it's even better time because it's people you normally don't hang out with, right. and that does cultivate a lot of positive, um, you know, feelings and, and you build you really do build so I, overall i think it was a, a success i loved it Good. and the more you do those the better it is i think because you look forward to them eventually you know yeah you gotta watch uh super mensch it's a uh a documentary and it's about this guy he's a, a record producer or something i forget his name um david foster one of like the biggest record uh, david I, he's I, one of the biggest guys in the world david right? yeah i probably i probably butchered it but he literally <laughs> he literally throws events and his goal is to mix up his network so gotcha. that people connect. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's a great doc. That's really awesome. good. Wow, that sounds real good, actually. I like it. I'm going to check it out. And I'm Documentary Dave, so I'll be tuning in. D- documentary. Um, <laughs> a Dave so this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. Like, subscribe. Did you see Shout Out? Go ahead. Shout him out. Peace Coast Noms. <laughs> Peace Coast Noms? <laughs> Peace Coast Noms. Uh, I forget his... What, that's John. John. John, John uh, what's his last name? Drosos. Drosos. Damn. Me and John Drosos <laughs> go oh, back John. to Ham Ave. We used to play one-on-one basketball every recess. And he was younger, so I used to give him the business. But then he got much better than me, and we stopped playing. Uh, well, so put the camera on me. Good Shout dude. out, John Drosos. Yes, I know your name, so, but I used to bust your ass in basketball. <sighs> why you got to so, get aggressive with us? I'm messing with him. But, but he's he, was always, great, he was a great point guard. He's got a great uh, food brand also. Yes, yeah, yeah. You, you follow Feast Coast now? I don't follow uh, Tell Him Mike wow. sent you. I actually follow um, Feast Coast, Feast Coast now. Uh, 10K, I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> did, did you achieve? Woo, that's big. That's killer. Get get that hand out of here! Don't oh, don't don't small man me. Don't small. I'll man. put you in a headlock. Just because we're twenty five kid doesn't. No, mean my that. hands are cozy because it's oh. cold down here. Um, no, but so the dimes, right? The reason why we're shouting out John is an old episode, I think. Right? It was like episode like. There's someone right now trying to 48. take a note of Dave's dime of the weekend, which is like this crazy tangent. <laughs> this is what we do. This Sorry. is no snooze, right? Go ahead. Um, no, so John had posted like a uh, one of the dimes from back then. I'm like, wow, man, at least one person is is listening. Was, I, I was, was watching him, and I'm like, right? He's shouting out no. I'm like, I know those guys. Oh, that's us. <laughs> oh, that's us. I know those guys. All right. You have to want to serve the people well. That has to be one of your core drivers in business. If you want to be rich, don't work for money. Fire. That's a good one. I thought you were going to say, if you don't want to be rich, 
don't work be, for uh, Mike. No, oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you're going. I, I I go with the rhyme. I thought you were gonna rhyme. Oh me. yeah yeah. Don't um, be a... no, but I think I think it's so important, man. Um, obviously you're like we we've spoke about on this episode. Um, the focus needs to not be on the money, but more of the people that you're serving and yeah and the relationships that you're you're working with day to day and again that doesn't it doesn't matter if you're a team of two one or a team of 52 you know the the same principles apply because if you are a team of one you're most likely selling something um or providing a service to somebody people right uh, and if you haven't already, like, subscribe. Check us out. Check bro. out nosnewshelf.com. Is there a filter on this TV? Because I always feel like we look skinnier on this. No, it's just because you, I don't think you've worked out in the past, uh, you know, since you've achieved the goal. But it's false. I don't know if you saw the bench. <laughs> Looks pretty strong. Did you? How much you got on there now? That was about 225. 225? Okay, not for nothing. I'm not being funny. I'm not He's being funny. funny. No, I'm saying? not. You're going to laugh, though. Well, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, small man. man. All right, listen. I literally did. Okay, but. I took, I kind of didn't know what to do today in the gym. So I did what was called a warrior 500. I made it up. I don't know. I like to think I'm a warrior. I took 225 pounds. I benched it a hundred times. No, <laughs> not, not, not in one shot. Could, though. Could you said not, this before. Not in one shot. Benching. Not in one shot. Right. So it, that took me like 12 minutes, which was pretty good timing. <laughs> but then I also, minutes. I also squatted for a hundred reps. I deadlift right, for a hundred reps. We'll see you next time. I did uh, push-ups and some pulleys. Uh, but, yeah, man, no, that 215 bench looked pretty good on you. <laughs> guys. I, I might have to do a weight loss time. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, thank you guys for tuning in. We're very grateful for uh, the one listener, John Trotos, Shout out, John. You've been there. Um, oh, wait. We got also uh, uh, Laura Palmer. Our, our oh, we got two. two. Beautiful, guys. Thank yep. you. No, two. man, this uh, this is a, a fun thing. We just – we want to keep it coming so the content will continue until next time stop snoozing get up and get after yo my suit is really tight it's great tight well you're flapping we need new chairs that's another epi in the books go follow us on instagram and facebook at no snooze podcast subscribe to our youtube channel no snooze come on come on If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.